Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. I'm going to try to be very, very brief because I know you all are tired of sitting in those seats and listening for this long. Um, at first, I didn't want to come up here and speak because I was told that I had to wear this name tag. <laughs> and you know, I hate wearing name tags because But then when I looked down on the name tag, I saw it says American Academy of Achievement, Wynton Marcellus, and underneath it, it says jazz. And when I looked at jazz, I said, jazz, well, I have to wear this name tag. <laughs> and the reason that I have to wear this name tag is because jazz is at the center of American cultural achievement. Even though it's not recognized, I'm sure that in your school, maybe there's a little jazz band, but I'm sure it doesn't address the role of jazz music as central to the American aesthetic. And it reminded me of when I was 12 years old, or 13, and I first heard the music of John Coltrane. I heard that sound of Coltrane, and you know, nobody I knew liked that kind of music. I grew up in Canada, Louisiana, and we were basically country, and we would uh, listen to whatever was on the radio. But I heard a John Coltrane album, entitled Giant Steps. And Coltrane was going, Something about that sound struck me as being something central to being human. And then I realized that the center of things is always where we want to be. It is at its center that a fire is the most hot. It is at the center of any piece of fruit that the actual essence of the fruit, the seed, lies. It is at the center of the forest that the forest is most forest, the grass is the greenest. It is at the center of the human body that the man is most man and the woman is most woman. But it is at the center of human consciousness that man is most man and woman. And I go around the country speaking to high school students. I might have even been in some of you all schools. I go to all the schools, the inner city schools where the kids won't even sit down for five minutes and the schools out in the suburbs. And I'll tell you that from a cultural standpoint, the two groups of kids are basically the same. And sometimes I go to the inner city school at 10.30 and the one in the suburb at 1 o'clock. And the thing that I've always felt lacks, we're lacking in our education system, is an understanding of what it means to be American and essentially what it means to be human. This is why we do not find ourselves addressing the central focus of humanity. This is why we'll take intellectual achievement and place it above human achievement. We must always realize that the intellect is a tool of the soul, and it is in the deepest recesses of the whole of the human body that the soul resides. And the soul is the most important thing about being human. It is the thing that you must cherish and develop throughout the entirety of your life. It and it alone is what determines who you are. Now, I understand when I say the soul, that could mean anything. A lot of people think it's some chicken gravy spilled on your tie. But that's not what it is. 
The soul is best embodied in a man like Louis Armstrong, who had mainly two sayings. The first thing is someone asked him, well, Louis, you know, why is it that you are loved and respected all over the world? He went to Africa, and they stopped having a war so that he could be there. So we're going to stop warring today, because Pops is going to be here with his horn. Pops was in Germany, Japan, China. It didn't make a difference where he went. Everybody loved him because he was the real representative of America and American democracy. They could feel that soul, the depth of manhood. And if I talk to any musicians who are around him, I've had musicians come up to me with tears in their eyes and say, son, you know, you sound good on your horn. Don't get me wrong, you're cool. But until you realize how great a man Louis Armstrong was, you will never get anywhere in American music. It can be all white Italian musicians, Chinese musicians. As a matter of fact, I was in, a, in Brazil somewhere, and some guy who was working on a highway by a bordello or by, by the, 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 what do they call it, the flavello. Some guy out on the street by a flavello looked at me and said, ah, tocando Louis Armstrong. I said, ah, even they know who Louis Armstrong is. Louis Armstrong represented something as a man, and his spirit and the things that he said were when was asked this question, he said, they know that I am there in the cause of happiness. Not they know that I'm here and I'm Louis Armstrong. Everybody knows I'm the greatest trumpet player in the world. I've practiced more. I'm the originator of the American style of trumpet, the American style of phrasing, the American vocal style. I am Louis Armstrong. I was born poor and now I'm rich. <laughs> he said, I am there in the cause of happiness. And that is what is central to your interactions with other people. If you are a scientist, your job is to create and discover things that make the world a better place for others. If you are a teacher, if you are an athlete, and the way that we reach even higher levels of elegance and majesty is when we realize that we are basically in the service of others that we are around. Jazz music is central to American mythology. What this means is that it lets us know what it means to be American, just like the story of Odysseus and Achilles and the Iliad and the Odyssey was central to what it meant to be Greek. But when I go to schools all around the country, there's no knowledge of who Duke Ellington was, no knowledge of who Louis Armstrong was. We don't have a good grasp of the American aesthetic. What we have nowadays is what I call a commercial mythology. Oh, yes, in the commer commercial mythology, it has its own gods. And it even refers to things in terms of economics. Well, don't you know they sold 25 million albums? Yes, but what was on those albums? Oh, well, I mean, you know, who knows nowadays what's on things? Don't you know so-and-so just purchased this with their money? The mythology teaches us about our inner life. This is the thing that I find our young students are lacking. And you can be nice, you know, and, and, and cool, be smart, make a 1600 on your SAT, 216,000. It's not going to make a difference. This is not what matters. What matters is that you take whatever talent and abilities you have been endowed with by the creator, develop them to the fullest of your abilities, and then place those abilities at the foot of humanity. When I stand up on the stage now and play my horn, I don't think, check me out and what I'm going to play. I think I am honored to stand here tonight in front of these people who have paid 
to hear. And I hope that I present a portion of the majesty and the beauty and grandeur of my tradition and the type of pride and honor I feel at being an American and having the chance to realize that ideal in spite of racism and other types of ignorances that have been developed more than the beauty of our country. I've been in places, I've been in Vienna, Austria, when I felt I was the only black man in the whole city. Stood on the stage with a German orchestra playing the works of Haydn and Hummel. But when I looked up into the right wing, there was Art Farmer, a great jazz trumpeter. And when I looked out into the audience, what did I see? Trumpet students, people's grandfathers, grandmothers, people just like me. It reminded me of when I was a kid, and I would go to concerts to hear whoever it was that was going to play. Man, I, I can't wait to hear how they sound. I've been in Singapore where there's not white or black people. They're all different colors. I grew up in the South United States where there was railroad tracks, and all the black people lived on that side of the railroad track. And when I stand on the stage, anywhere in the world, be it Japan, Australia, I'm representing the richness and the highest level of what our culture has to afford, which is a chance to not only gain the rights of an American citizen, but to take on the responsibilities yourself, which means I have the right and the ability to affect what goes on in my country. I don't have to say, yeah, I like music videos, or I like rock music, or I like rap music. I don't have to say that. I don't have to say everything is cool. I can stand up and say, well, I think that this is the direction we need to go in, and I can have an impact on the lives of youngsters, just like those who were concerned had an impact on my life. And the, if there's one thing that I would like to leave you all with, it's another saying by Louis Armstrong. Before I get to that, I'm just going to tell a little story. Today I was in the hotel and I was thinking, well, these kids, they're part of the elite. And what does the elite mean? What does the elite mean? So I was in my room and the, the young lady from housekeeping came and brought an iron to the room. I said, well, I've been waiting two hours for an iron. So she came and she inspected the room and she said, well, you know, I have to come in and inspect all of these rooms because I have to make sure that they do their job right. And they never do their jobs right, so that means I have to do it. I guess that's what it means to be a manager. And that's what it means to be a part of the elite. It means that you are willing to take up yourself the sword and fight for the justice that you think should be the right of all humans. It doesn't mean that you stand up and cheer for, oh, Nelson Mandela, they let him out of jail. There are Nelson Mandela's right here in Chicago. There are people right here with the potential to be lawyers, to be great people, men and women. What do you do to assist them? What do you do with your talent to make life as an American better for all Americans? What do you do with your ability to fight the racism that has kept our nation from realizing the true majesty and the true greatness of a working democratic nation? What do you do to do this? Martin Luther King was on the set all those years telling all the truth. Once he dies, it's like he was just a reverend, some, some black preacher from Atlanta. It's not a matter of black and white. Some of my teachers were white Americans, some were so-called black Americans. I teach students black, white, green, orange, purple, brown, yellow, oregano. <laughs> I teach them of all colors. And the thing that it makes me realize is that we all have two heritages, a human heritage and an ethnic heritage. And what makes the United States so great as a principle is that it supposedly recognizes the human heritage 
But you have to realize that there's a great price that must be paid when you address the human heritage. It's not just the price of, oh, I'm all for freedom. What do you do to support freedom? Oh, I'm for women's rights. What do you do for that? When you're called upon, when a bunch of people are saying they're not for it, do you stand up and say, no, no, this is what I think about this, regardless of ridicule? What do you do, be you black or white, in a racist situation? And realize that America is not a nation, white or black, it's a mulatto nation. It is mulatto. It started that way, and it will always be that way. It cannot be called white or black. Just the term black in itself is a generic term. What does it mean to be black? You might be Indian. You might be Cherokee, you might be Chinese, you might be German, you might be British, you might be part Jamaican, part Portuguese, but you're going to be black, though, so that you can show up on some of those statistics that are always put in the New York Times and these other magazines to make us feel comfortable with the failure of our education system. Now, we have to realize, you all are the elite. I was one of the elite myself. I went to one of the best schools in the country. We had 42 national merit finalists my senior year. It was two black people in my class. But believe me, when I go to Overbrook High School in Philadelphia or Northeastern in Detroit or any of the thousands that I go to and I see kids who are undereducated, I feel a great pain in my soul. And I realize that these two are American kids and it's our job, black or white, black or white, to do the best that we can to make sure that our nation is always addressing accurately, accurately, what it actually represents and should stand for in the modern world. Thank you.